Welcome to the Better Than Rich Show with your hosts, Andrew Biggs and Mike Abramowitz. The Better Than Rich Show helps ambitious leaders who are on a mission to leave the world better than they found it, change their perspective on what's important, increase their income and impact, and systemize their life and business. If you've ever struggled with finding your purpose, have felt disconnected or distracted, or found yourself going through the motions, this show will remind you that what you do matters and will re-inspire you to chase your highest dreams. It's time for you to become better than rich. Hello and welcome to the Better Than Rich Show. I'm your host, Andrew Biggs, and I'm here with my co-host, Mike Abramowitz. Mike, how are we doing today? Feeling good as always, Andrew. I'm awesome, glad you man. asked. Yeah, good, good. Well, man, I'm excited to, to touch base today. And uh, if you're joining us on Facebook, good to see you live. If not, make sure you do go to uh, our Facebook group. You can check it out in the show notes below. And make sure you join that group. We love to have people engaging with us in real time if you're able to. Um, and we're so excited for today's topic, which is going to be all about the power of rituals and routines. Specifically, we'd love to talk about morning and evening rituals uh, and just how to start the day right and also how to end it right uh, so that you are um, energized, refreshed, clear uh, on so many different levels. Um, Mike, what do you uh, think about these topics and why don't you get us started? Well, I think the first thing that shows up is a routine versus a ritual. I talked about this, uh, you know, with, with, I don't even remember one of my groups I'm, I'm a part of. And we're talking about a routine is a series of habits or patterns or behaviors. So it's like just a routine, like brushing your teeth is, you know, when you wake up in the morning, like I asked one of my staff members, like, what's your morning routine? I wake up, I brush my teeth, I take a shower, I get dressed, I make my breakfast. Like that is a routine. It's a series of patterns or habits or behaviors. The difference with a routine and a ritual is a ritual has some level of intentionality behind it. It's on purpose. So it's a routine. A ritual is a routine with some sort of purpose behind it. So that intentionality then becomes, well, what is your intention of the day? What, 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 how do you win your day? How do you, what do you want to kind of put yourself into motion for? And that's where the conversation then gets interesting because that's the answers to those questions will oftentimes reveal what is a powerful ritual that is aligned with what are the outcomes that you want to get accomplished for that day. Mm, absolutely. And, and I definitely want to talk specifics, but I think that distinction between ritual and routine that you bring is, is really good. Uh, when we think about the idea of a ritual, right? Um, you know, it almost has a spiritual component to it. Uh, there's something very uh, serious about it. There's something... Um, you know where we're where we're taking it with reverence, right? It's a sacred time that we're that we're using every single morning or every single evening uh, when we do these rituals. Um, now, you know, don't take that too far. Of course, you could add a religious element, specifically like prayer or or reading his texts or different things like that. Um, or you could just treat it as sacred to your life. Um, and and really, what I mean by sacred in this context, not to not to water it down too much, but just to say it's like it's set aside for an important purpose, right? Um, and it's it's something that you don't violate. It's something you don't desecrate. That time is important to you and you make sure that you use it wisely. So that's really what I mean by, um, you know, bringing that spiritual component into it and, and treating that time as sacred. Um, you know, what are some of the things, uh, I liked how you, you, you kind of said, um, well, if I think about what I want to feel, how I want to feel, what do I want to experience, um, I can ask that question, and then in some ways the rituals, it would seem, are um, 
the the steps to get to that state, right? So you're almost reverse engineering a ritual. Uh, is that what you'd say, Mike? Or what do you think about that? And, and that's what's worked for me because I've had many different morning routines and different evening rituals uh, and routines over the course of the last decade of my life, merely decade and a half. So if at one point in my life where this all really started is uh, Hal Elrod is a friend and acquaintance and a mentor of mine, and he has the miracle morning. So I, I highly recommend the book and his, his Facebook group is amazing with a couple hundred thousand people around the world. It's and he book. has the philosophy yeah, sure. of savers, silence, affirmations, visualization, uh, exercise, reading, and scribing. So his savers concept, it, he'll even tell you if you read the book, it's like he didn't invent savers. He just took the practices from all the gurus that came from home for him and said, if you're inside of personal growth, these are like the five or six or seven type of rituals on purpose routines that will move you closer towards the goals that you have. If you sit and visualize your goals, like that's a big one. If you journal through your goals, that's a big one. If you activate endorphins and exercise, that's a big one, right? Like, so he just took them all and said, Let's bundle them all up and just do all of them together and make that a ritual. And, and that served me many, many times over. And at the same time, there's been times in my, my life where it's like, well, I either don't make the time for all of those, or I don't necessarily need every single one of them to start my day or, you know, an evening ritual that aligns with that. So it's just meeting yourself where you're at. One of the, uh, one of the things that we'll jam on here in a little bit is something called the MVP, the minimum viable product of your rituals. And what is your optimum uh, product of your rituals? That way you have like a drop down menu of what's going to be most most needed that you could call forward. Uh, I remember, uh, Andrew, you had this conversation with me. Uh, I don't know, probably circa 2017 was when I was using a ritual called hashtag BMW, mm -hmm. uh, breathe, meditate, walk. And I said, this is the minimum viable product for me that if I just do breathe, meditate, walk. If I do those three things to start my day, that will put me into motion with the type of vibrations and type of focus and and, and, and the, the desires and help me reveal what I need. So I would go uh, drive myself to uh, the bridge over in Clearwater and you would catch Micah Bromwitz uh, circa 6 a.m. at sunrise. And I used to invite people to come with me. I would drive over there and I would walk up and down the up and down the beach uh, and up uh, like by the bridge, and I would do my breathing. And my breathing would be uh, in in four, and then exhale four with I love my life. I love my life. And it was like yelling this, walking up and down the uh, up and down the beach, chanting it as I'm doing my breath work. And that's a practice I learned from Tony Robbins. And then I would sit down on the sand on the beach and I would do a meditation that was guided from also Tony Robbins. And I would listen to it and he would take me through a priming exercise where I would do this breathing activity and this priming activity of a, of a, a breath of fire. And then I would just feel my body and he would take me through three gratitudes I'm grateful for. He would take me through three goals that I'm excited about accomplishing. It would take me through uh, people that I'm, I'm, I'm excited about having in my life. And then it would be like uh, a visualization of the, of what I want. So it's like a really beautiful meditation practice. And then I would just, I would just act, obviously I would just walk, you know, just motion, whether walk would be run or jog or jumping jacks or some sort of exercise. Uh, sometimes I would go to the gym. 
sometimes I would just uh, add my steps in, just walking up and down the beach, whatever it might be. So that routine, breathe, meditate, walk, served me for the better part of probably about two years, two and a half years. But it all came under this umbrella of what is a ritual that can move me into motion? Because by me doing those things, it, it took me from a valley that I was in at 2016, where it was a very low point of my life, where I just needed to practice way more gratitude and get more centered and connected to my, my feminine energy, more so than trying to be so achiever focused, because that's what was creating so much tension in my life was I was trying to achieve so much in the outside world that I felt disconnected to my inside world. And that was a lot of what Biggs, you and I talked about when you were coaching me, you know, 2016, 2017. And that practice really served me in that chapter of my life. Nice. Well, I mean, that's that's awesome. I love my life uh, is something I wrote down. I think that's a really cool uh, breathing exercise. Uh, so if you want to steal that uh, from Mike, give it a shot this morning or, or maybe tomorrow morning when you wake up. Uh, I think that'd be a really, really useful thing. Or if you're just on your drive right now, no one's watching. Okay, just go ahead. Try it out. I love my life. Let's do it. Um, well, I think, you know, one of the cool things I, I wrote down as I was kind of thinking about this um, and listening to your share uh, was, you know, different uh, routines and, and rituals for different times in your life, right? Um, and you mentioned that sometimes, you know, we kind of need a, an achiever orientation. Sometimes we need to kind of let let go. And I think sometimes when I talk to people about rituals, one of the biggest problems I have uh, that people have with, with rituals is they don't like to, to, to be so constrained, right? There are some personality types out there, right? Generally, it's people who are going to be high in... Um, in what we call industriousness. If you're high in industriousness on the on the big five model, uh, again, if you haven't taken that test, go to understandmyself.com, check it out. It's like 10 bucks uh, and take that and you can kind of get understand uh, your personality. But the um, if you're high in industriousness, you're probably gonna like structure more, right? Uh, if you're high in orderliness, you're gonna like structure more. But some people, they're like, oh my gosh, just the idea of, you know, planning out every five minute increment of my morning uh, just doesn't sit right with me. Okay, fair enough. Let's find one that works for you, right? Uh, and so, you know, these are different. It's almost like a menu. I really want to encourage everyone here listening to, to think about. It's like you have a morning routine, you have an evening routine um, menu that you can you can kind of select from. And, you know, try to try to try one on for 30 days, right? 90 days, see how it goes. But you can't just say, oh, well, I don't like savers, so I'm just not going to have a morning routine. It's like, no, be inspired by savers and choose exactly what yours is going to be. Mike chose BMW, right? Breathe, meditate, walk. But what's yours, right? Uh, what do you need during this time of your life? And I do like these ideas of journaling, right? Affirmations, visualization, exercise, um, reading, writing. These are important things, right? Throw in their breathing exercise, meditation, right? If you're a religious person, maybe it's prayer or it's reading your Bible or a devotional book uh, in, in your faith. Um, it could be anything, right? Anything that's going to help prime you to get you into the right state. Uh, one other thing I'll just throw out there is trying to define what are your big three today. And generally, this is kind of like towards the end of the of the ritual, we start to transition into the day where we want to be focused, right? So the question is, you know, what are the big three things I want to make sure I get done today? Or who are the three people I need to reach out to, whether it's just to send them a voice memo and say, hey, I was thinking about you. I hope you're doing well. Uh, I just wanted to say I love you and I hope you have a great day today. 
or it's a business orientation, you're trying to make a sale, or you're trying to get a, a, a key initiative in your business complete, um, who are the three people I need to talk to, and what are the big three tasks that I need to get done today? So these are just some other options that come up for me. I definitely want to talk about the MVP option, um, you know, the, the minimally viable product, the minimal viable product of your rituals. But Mike, what other like things could people throw on the menu, uh, or was that like an exhaustive list in your opinion? Those are those are great lists, and and there's a few others that show up. Um, you know, such su such as uh, something as simple as use like when, under the umbrella of visualization, using a vision board. Uh, under the umbrella mm -hmm. of journaling, is looking back at past journal entries for perspective. That's something that's really helpful. Uh, under the umbrella of, um, ref I would put this as reflection, looking at photos from your past or looking uh, back to who you were and seeing where you are now, like the power of three years. So it's like something really powerful about looking at a photo of yourself or some photos from three years ago, and then journaling, like, what was life like? How is life different now than it was three years ago? And just that concept is a really great reflection. So reflection is a great one. I, I know you said prayer or, you know, reading the Bible or reading any type of uh, any type of uh, personal growth. I also think listening, mm -hmm. you know, sometimes music, you know, music can really light up the soul. So if you have a drop down of, 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 of songs that can trigger certain emotions, uh, I think is a really cool idea that, that I have some of my clients do. Uh, there's another, another one of my clients does a, uh, she does a dance party. So, so it's, uh, we, we've talked about this where, um, when the song comes on that triggers, uh, you know, her body to move in a certain way. And that's, that's one way that she wants to wake up, uh, which is really cool. I love another that. thing. Another one is, um, there's, uh, I had her write down on, um, like on blank sheets of paper, her like I am statements of what she'd said. And it's like writing those I am statements in the morning. And then she, you know, putting them in different places around, uh, around her house. So that way, you know, they're there. So part of the morning ritual is going to read these I am statements. And um, so there's a lot, a lot of different fun ways to, mm. to, that you could add to this menu for the morning. What's, what's also, uh, also the last one on the big three that you mentioned is I look at my schedule of like calls or people I, I, interactions that I have for that day, and I and I work in my mind and I just sit there and just think about each each interaction that I have and I start thinking, what is this person like? What is their lens of the world right now? And how might I be able to serve them at the highest level I can? And it's like just thinking about what is their lens of the world right now? What are they possibly thinking about? And then I'll be like, how can I serve them today? And how can I make sure I show up to this conversation the best way possible? And just bringing mm -hmm. that type of intentionality has really been helpful for me, uh, especially in the evening before, which we'll talk about evening rituals in a moment, but also the morning of just to get my mind in the right place. So this morning, as an example, when I went and my I walked to the gym, that's a part of my my ritual, I'll walk to the gym and I've been listening to uh, Will, uh, Will Smith's audiobook. It is lovely. I highly mm, recommend nice. it. It is really beautifully done and, and it's him reading the book and he tells all the stories and it's really beautiful. So what's nice is like, I'll listen to, I've been listening to Will. Oftentimes I'll listen to a podcast. It's if typically I listen to our show uh, when we release it. It sounds funny, but I do just to kind of nice. hear uh, what we were talking about and make sure it's fresh for me and just like picking it apart a little bit of my mind. But I feed my mind while I'm on my walk and while I'm doing my workout. And then pairing that with what I did before, which is thinking about those conversations. 
Now I'm like learning something new that I might be able to bring into some of those conversations. So as I'm listening and learning, I'm listening and learning with the intent of how can I bring some of that into the conversations that I'm about to have today. So it pairs really nicely when you have this mm. menu, um, uh, you know, to what you were saying. So totally, totally. And there's <clears throat> there's an intentionality in everything you're doing, right? Um, every single aspect of what you're saying is 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 important. And again, you know, we have to as leaders be feeding ourselves if we want to, you know, be able to pour into others. Um, you know, uh, a couple other things. If you haven't listened to Andrew Huberman's podcast, he's a Stanford professor. He has some really good stuff uh, on this. And one of the things he really recommends is just getting a bunch of light early on uh, and just helping yourself wake up. Uh, you know, if this is a technical term, but he says we need about 100,000 lux uh, of, of um, you know, exposure um, in the morning to kind of help ourselves wake up. Uh, so that's something to consider. Um, so these are, these are some, some important things. I, I really like this. What if, what if, uh, just to play devil's advocate here, what if someone's listening and they go, wow, cool. You know, I'm really glad that, uh, you're able to give yourself uh, all that time in the morning, but Mike, you don't understand my life. Like I wake up and I got a screaming baby and I got kids and we got to get to school and like all like, like barely can get, I'm scraping by over here, man. I don't have time. I don't have space. Um, I'm just lucky to get through the day. And the only thing that gets me through is, uh, is, is four cups of coffee, man. So like, you know, congratulations on your great life, but you don't understand what mine's like. Like, what would you say to someone like that? I would say I relate fully. That was eight months <laughs> of my life of 2021, uh, yeah. when Lindsay and I were living in a hospital. So that's where that minimum viable product <laughs> shows up, uh, because the MVP of a morning routine is really important where it's like, What's the minimum that I can do for myself to show up for myself and for the people I love? And, you know, frankly, uh, that was a really tough season. So if you're in that season of life right now where you're very much in survival mode, you're very much in a winter, <clears throat> you're very much in a, uh, you know, a, you know, a, a very, um, it's a very tough time. I, I've been in that spot many times. I've been in a lot of valleys and I feel you a hundred percent. And what I would say is, what is the least that you need to do for you to, so you can show up for your purpose and for other people? And, you know, I, I don't know what that is for you, but I know for me, uh, walking and, and motion was very important for me. So even if you don't have that much time, motion creates emotion. So, uh, whether that be jumping on a trampoline or doing, you know, 20 jumping jacks or just doing as many pushes as you can until fail, or just taking a little bit of a, a walk outside just to kind of get, get some fresh air to start the day. Uh, that's something that's very important. So some sort of motion. So it triggers some sort of emotion. Uh, the second thing is gratitude. Uh, anytime the minimum viable product uh, is gratitude because that gratitude is important to just kind of uh, activate uh, the oxytocin to activate or, or reduce some of the, the stress hormones like the serotonin. Uh, so you want to try to uh, bring some of the higher frequency emotions so you can show up as much as possible for the people you love. So if you're a lot in reaction mode, it's still, there's people counting on you in some capacity. So you want to serve them. So uh, uh, something as simple as five gratitude voice messages or five gratitude text messages or three gratitude like voice uh, uh, video messages that you could just send to people that, that Andrew alluded to earlier. Um, you could just write down uh, 
what am I grateful for right now? Question mark and just list off and set a timer and see what you can come up with in 60 seconds. So some sort of gratitude practice. So some sort of motion to activate emotion and then some sort of gratitude that can say, no matter how challenging this season is right now, I know there's a gift that I can find. If there was a gift, what might it be? What might it be? And just giving myself space. How long would this take? 20 jumping jacks could take a minute depending on how fast you move and then sending out three or four or five gratitude text messages, you know, or voice notes can take another two or three minutes. We're talking under five minutes. You could do those two things and it could put you into some sort of intentionality for the day. Hmm. And if there was a third, hypothetically, if you're in a winter season, just being mindful that spring always follows winter. It does not matter where you're at. If you always look at trends from life, spring always comes after winter and just being reminded that spring is on the horizon. So whatever you need to do to be reminded that spring is coming, whether that be reflecting on a past winter and when spring showed up, how beautiful that season was, or just looking forward to what that Mm. next spring is going to be. And for me, that was me. I made a list of all the dad activities that I couldn't wait to do with James when he got out of the hospital. And it was really tough because you know, there were so many uncertainties of ups and downs of like, is he even going to make it out of the hospital? I'm over here thinking about, uh, you know, I can't wait to take James to a Tony Robbins event, or I can't wait to do a PB&J feeding frenzy with James, where I can't wait for him to host one one day. And like, I'm thinking about all these things down the road, and I'm looking at my two pound baby, one pound baby, three pound baby. And I'm like, I don't even know what, what today brings, but just having this minimum viable product of motion, which for me, a lot of it was walking you know, for, for me, it was the, the, the gratitude of like reaching out to people and making lists of people, uh, and places and principles and things that I had already in my life. And then thinking about those gifts of spring is going to come. And when spring comes, uh, I'm going to be ready for it. And that's what happened. I didn't know spring was going to be eight months later, but shit, when spring came September 10th, when we got out of the hospital, Hmm. boom, launched three businesses, boom, you know, was ready to rock and roll because I was so, so excited and anticipating this day for eight months that I knew spring was going to come. And now, you know, since September until now it's March, it's, it's been really cool to see, um, the navigation through that. So Hmm. uh, I know it's kind of a longer rant on the question of if you're kind of in a place where winter is tough, um, you don't have to go out there and, and have all the answers right now. But I do believe that some sort, time is irrelevant, but some sort of intentionality and some sort of ritual is, is going to be critical during the season. Awesome. Great share. And I really appreciate that. And I think, you know, what Mike's kind of alluding to is like something is better than nothing, right? And so often we <clears throat> we kind of have this all or nothing thinking. Uh, we can be victims of that and, and think, oh, man, you know, uh, if I can't make it to the gym six days a week, like why even go one? Right. Uh, if I can't have a full hour in the morning, why should I give five minutes? Um, if I can't, uh, you know, completely uh, stick to this this diet that I'm on right now, I guess I might as well just order a pizza. And it's like we kind of fall victim to this instead of just trying to make the next right decision, make one right decision, take the five zero minutes. Thumb. Yeah. 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 If I can't brush my teeth for two and a half minutes, like the dentist tells me, I'm not going to brush my teeth at all. That sounds ridiculous. You you should do 20 seconds at least if if you can't do the full three. My wife accuses me of doing 20 seconds every morning. Uh, But uh, she's like, does you really brush your teeth? Like that wasn't, you know, I'm like, yes, I brush. Um, But no, that's MVP toothbrush. (laughs) There you go. Um, 
but no, I think I think this is spot on, guys. So it's like you know, find your minimally viable ritual, right? What does that look like? Even if it's five minutes, ten minutes, I love a gratitude idea. If it's not, you know, even you don't even have to tell people, you know, uh, necessarily. I think it's kind of cool if you do. But even if you just journal and reflect, what am I grateful for? Right? I'm grateful for these people, or I'm grateful for the, you know, the wind on my face. Right? That I'm alive today. That I that I've been given the gift of life for another day. It could be anything, uh, but for just finding that gratitude. Um, is so important. If we were to kind of shift gears here a little bit towards the concept of winding down for the day, um, you know, I, I'm I, obviously it, it's in some ways a similar concept, but um, I think more has been said about morning rituals than evening rituals, uh, just in kind of the the you know info sphere out there. Um, what would you say about evening rituals? Why do they matter uh, as well? And let's kind of kick that conversation off a little bit so that people can get some context into that position. Yeah, Jack Canfield has an awesome speech. Uh, he's the author of Chicken Soup for the Soul, where he talks about, um, I think it's called The Power of Focus. And he also has a book, but I remember hearing this speech. And he talks about that science proves that whatever you hear, see, hear or see, right before you go to bed, the 30 minutes before bed, plays over in your unconscious mind six more times. So he says, that's why you don't want to fill your mind with fear-based activities like watching the news or something like that before you go to bed, because that's going to play over six more times in your unconscious mind. So what does that actually mean? That means your body is going to have some sort of visceral effect uh, of you, your thoughts that you're putting into your mind before you go to sleep at night. So if that's the case, and if science proves that to be the case, so that's why the intentionality of those final 30 minutes before bed might be a good idea. It, it, it might be a good idea to be intentional with those final 30 minutes of the day, if that's the truth. Now, whether or not that's the truth, that's up to you to decide. But according to, to, according to Jack Canfield and the message I heard, I said, this makes sense. Uh, you know, all right, I, I, I trust mm-hmm. him. So if that's the case, a couple of things. Screens, like uh, blue light, is shown also by science to, um, it, it suppresses melatonin. And melatonin is the chemical our body naturally produces to let our body know that it's time to go to bed. So anytime you hear someone say, I study better at nighttime, or I like to do a lot of things at nighttime, I'm not a morning person, it's more than likely that they've suppressed that melatonin so much throughout their life that it's not being like drawn out or activated. So that's why they are like, I'm a night owl or I'm not a morning person where realistically, and I'm not a, not, not scientist on this, but more than likely it's probably because you've suppressed the melatonin so much that it's not really active anymore. And it's not triggering your body. That's time to go to bed. So they're being intentional with, let me remove the screens you know, let me allow my body to activate some of the melatonin, maybe even take a supplement if you'd like, activate the melatonin. And then what do you want to do for those 30 minutes before you shut eye without a screen? So mm-hmm. that brings up the question, what can I do for 30 minutes with no screens? You can read a book. You could look at a photo album. You could look at your planner for the next day. Uh, you know, you could, uh, you could um, look at your vision board. I mean, there, there's so many that you could grab a journal. I mean, there's so many different things that you can do without screens uh, before you go to bed. You could actually have quality time with you, a significant other. You know, the, I mean, there's so many ideas and you can get really creative with this. And we can go back and forth, Andrew, and jam on what, what are some of those ideas. But just understanding the concept maybe is enough 
for you to be intentional with it. That's my immediate thought. Right. Totally. And I think it's, um, you know, that idea, right. I think resonates with everybody. We've all like gone to sleep, uh, and like maybe who's ever been guilty of falling asleep with the TV on or something, right. And you're watching like an action movie or something. And then all of a sudden you find yourself in a dream and you're like, you know, you know, fighting the bad guys or whatever. Uh, and, and the reason is right, because you know, we're, we're engaging with something right before bed, um, and so that, I think that totally makes sense. Obviously, it's not like I've read, you know, the study or anything that, that represents that, but it seems to make sense to me. And then the blue light is huge, right? So, um, you know, when we think about blue light, there's also a really cool feature on your, on your, a lot of your devices, uh, especially Apple devices called night shift. Okay. If you're not familiar with night shift, you got to check this out. Um, you want to go to your settings, uh, and activate your night shift and you want to, you do want to have it on for just a, uh, you know, the night, uh, because you actually want blue light during the day to have you be alert and focused, right? Uh, you know, so we don't want blue blockers on all day. Uh, and there's also blue blocking, you know, glasses that you can wear. And, uh, and those are really useful for when you're looking at screens at night. So you can check out blue blocker glasses. Uh, there's a lot of different brands out there, um, that you can get, but the, the whole, uh, concept for, for the night shift is, it basically takes the blue light out of your screens, right? And so when you when you don't have the blue light, uh, it's going to start winding you down. That melatonin is going to release, and that's a that's a really good thing. Uh, I would be a little careful, uh, gang, with supplementing with melatonin. Uh, I really only like to use that if it's an extreme case. Like we go to India a few times, um, you know, uh, maybe like once every couple of years because my wife's family's from there. So maybe if I need to sleep early and like reset myself, um, you know, I'll, I'll, you know, throw a couple melatonin gummies back or something like that. But generally, I, I think you don't want to rely on on supplements uh, to to fall asleep, uh, and especially uh, younger folks. Um, you know, especially like kids uh, shouldn't be taking those things. Um, what the what the studies have shown uh, is that it could uh, delay puberty and, and in some cases completely screw up their hormonal structures. Um, so just something to consider there. Again, this all all this information that I'm reciting here uh, is from the Huberman Lab podcast. Um, uh, it's Andrew Huberman again. If you want to check out his work, but yeah, I mean this evening routine stuff. It's like yeah, just it's it's all about settling down for the day, winding down your body, right? We get ramped up all morning. We're taking coffee. We're, we're moving. We're, we're excited. Uh, we're constantly stimulated. So you just need a time to like put away the devices and like come to a resting position so that your body is ready to actually fall asleep. Um, so <clears throat> definitely at least 30 minutes without screens. And then, you know, find some way to, uh, to kind of help yourself wind down. Um, you know, have a conversation with somebody, read a book, do what you need to do. Uh, some people are, are really detail-oriented. They like to lay out their clothes for the next day. They like to look at their calendar for the next day, write out who they want to reach out to. But in general, what is your evening routine? What is your evening ritual that you're ready to have? Uh, maybe it is evening prayer or that's when you read the Bible or whatever. Um, but just making sure that you have some sort of routine uh, and ritual that's going to serve you and have you ready to uh, wake up the next morning really rested and ready to rock, right? That's ultimately what we're going for is optimum performance. So if we want to do that, we have to be intentional. And, and exactly what you just said, Andrew, is is the what is the goal of the, the evening ritual? The goal mm. of the evening ritual is to look forward to the morning. How does the kid get, get up, 
Christmas morning, super fired up to be, wake up to the presents is because that's all the kids been thinking about all night long is right before bed. It's like the anticipation of the morning where a lot of people go to bed. They're thinking about the angst or the anxiety of the morning. What's the difference between angst and anticipation is one is faith-based and one is fear-based, <laughs> right? That's the only difference. So it's like, if we could intentionally create anticipation, which is based by faith versus the anxiety of fear, it's, we're able to be intentional with that. What is mm -hmm. the fear of anxiety of the morning? It's like, oh, when I wake up, I'm already going to be tired. I have like so much stuff to do tomorrow. I, if so-and-so takes, tells me that thing again, I'm going to freaking, you know, you, you fill in the blank, right? So it's like, this is the anxiety based upon fear of something that might not even happen. Right. Where the, yeah. So you got, you have a thought on that? Well, no, I was just going to say, I think, I think part partially people are like afraid of the morning. I think the other thing is sometimes they're just not connected at all, right? It's just a complete, they're not even thinking about their purpose, their, their, what they got to get done tomorrow. Um, it's just not even on their radar. Uh, and so they wake up and they just are like, what am I got? What am I doing today again? Right. Uh, what's my purpose? What am I trying to accomplish? And there's just so many people going through the motions. Um, maybe you don't know what your purpose is. Um, fair enough. Have a conversation with one of us. We'll try to, we'll try to yeah. draw it out of you, but there you go. <laughs> but I think it's like, you know, you have to be connected to something like that. And most people aren't right Their You know, their evening routine probably consists of, you know, scrolling through social media or just binge watching a show on Netflix. That's not even that good. Um, or like having a few drinks or smoking a bowl or whatever. And then they wake up and they're like, you know, they're, they're waking up at the last possible second to, to scramble out of bed, to get dressed, get to work on time. And then that's how they start their morning in a, in a frantic state. So um, I totally agree. And, and, the and the goal of the evening about, routine is to start the next morning the right way. What were you going to say? Yeah, we talked about that on one of our former episodes, uh, like how to not like inoculate yourself in the, the ideologies and, mm. and also in social media and stuff. But it's like if you really think about what's happening when you're scrolling through social media it's a version of entertainment and of that version of entertainment is good. The other part of this entertainment though, is it is triggering certain inadequacies and certain emotions and certain, uh, um, the, 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 there's certain things that are happening behind the scenes in your mind and your emotional structure that you might not be fully conscious of, but that, that's that's not a great thing to not be in the know of, right? Like hmm. you don't want to be like a zombie. You want to be some somewhat of uh, somewhat aware. And if you are, all of us, all of us are guilty, myself included, where we were scrolling and it's been twenty minutes, and you're like, holy shit, I can't. I, I've been doing this for twenty minutes already, and it's like that's being a zombie for twenty minutes. If I just would have done that twenty minutes at the gym, man, that would be a way more productive twenty minutes for me. But. Mm -hmm. It's just being aware of it. So to, to, to your point, Andrew, is if people are, if you catch yourself going through this motion where it's like, I just don't even really have a problem. Let me just kind of scroll through this. I'm just going to watch Netflix fall asleep. I just invite you to at least be aware of the pattern. I'm not saying change the pattern, but could you at least be aware that a pattern exists? Hmm. And here's my invitation to you is write down your current routine. 
and just really think about what is my current routine that I do? What are the patterns that I'm currently doing? All right, I go to sleep, I grab my bowl, I scroll through for, you know, however, 20 minutes, 30 minutes, I watch Netflix, I fall asleep and just write, and just by you writing that down. And then when you wake up in the morning, what is my current morning routine? I wake up, I do this, I scroll even more, I scroll even more, and I scroll even more. And eventually, like I hit my alarm five or six times, right? And now I'm, you know, whatever it might be, and just writing mm -hmm. it down. Now that you're aware, you can do something about it if you choose, but at least become conscious of your behaviors. Absolutely, absolutely. Uh, because we all have a routine. We, you know, whether you, uh, your routine, uh, is productive or not really is the question, right? You have a morning routine, uh, and whether or not it's serving you uh, in in reaching your goals and achieving your purpose is really the question. You know, the last thing I just want to say is, you know, there are times in your life when you just need to buck up, when you need to step up, right? And if you're listening here, uh, I definitely I think the gentleness, you know. Uh, is sometimes needed where we're like, hey, you know, if you could even just give five minutes to this, I think you're going to really benefit from it. Um, and also sometimes a little tough love is needed too. And if you're listening to this and you're like, you know what, I've heard about this, I've thought about this, but I've never really made that commitment. I've never, you know, I always wake up at six because, you know, that's when, that's when it works for me. But, you know, I know that if I woke up at five, my life would be dramatically better. Start waking up at five. Like, just do it. Stop uh, delaying. And especially if you pair that with an evening routine, right? You get to bed on time. It's not hard to wake up at five. So if you need to wait, like you know what you need to do on the other end of this. If you really are in a winter season and all you can do is five minutes, cool. But if you're like, you know what? I've never truly tried this out. Try for 30 days, right? Try a full hour in the morning. And see what you see what that can do for you. If you're like, I don't know what to do, you know, shoot us a message, shoot us a, a private message or whatever. We'll we'll get back to you or drop a comment here, you know, on this on this thread. But I think the the reality is, um, if that's you, um, step up, lean in, and and just just try it out and see how you feel. The reality is, um, you will feel great <laughs> um, if you do it and you're consistent. Um, so I just want to, I just want to share that with you because I think the reality is sometimes we need to be gentle and sometimes we need some tough love. And some of you listening are like, you know, have been dabbling for too long and it's time for you to make a decision. Yep. Mornings are a fantastic time of the day if you allow them to be. So don't allow yourself to be convinced of the story that I'm not a morning person. Uh, you know, just, just start being aware of what are your evening rituals or routines, I should say, and what are your morning rituals or routines, I should say, and start changing them into intentional rituals. And you will see a dramatic shift in your life. Coming back to the question of if I did blank daily, it would improve my life dramatically. If I did blank daily, it would improve my life dramatically. And for what Andrew just said, if I woke up an hour earlier, it would improve my life dramatically. Or if I was intentional with my evening or morning rituals, it would improve my life dramatically. And there's probably uh, a couple hundred thousand people in the Miracle Morning community with Hal Elrod that would agree with that statement that if you made this a priority, it will improve your life dramatically. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, hey, Mike, thank you so much for your time. Everybody listening, thank you for your time. Uh, we hope you have a great day ahead. And remember to leave today better than you found it. We'll see you next week on the Better Than Rich Show. Thanks, everyone. Bye. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed this episode and you'd like to help support the show, please share it with others, post about it on social media, or leave a rating and review. To catch all the latest from us, you can follow us on Instagram at better than underscore rich 
and join our Facebook group at The Better Than Rich Show. Thanks again for listening. We look forward to seeing you next time. And remember, leave today better than you found it.